This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast, and we're giving you our opinions on 80s and 90s media. Make sure you can con- make sure you contact us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Trav, how you doing? Pretty good, Drew. Another day filled with Dragon Ball Z. So <laughs> can't really complain about it. We're that. right back to your days off recording episodes. Yes, so, we are. Hey, so that's double great. whammy. Double whammy. Day whammy. DBZ. How DBZ about you, Drew? Um, really good. Um, put a screen door on the front of the house, so that was cool. Boom. I did notice that when uh, I walked Nice. Out. I'm glad you did. Cool. Uh it doesn't quite match the exterior, but it's as close as we could get it. Yeah. And uh, my 70-year-old father came and helped me with it, so that was great. Thanks, I, Dad. I saw them today when I was going to get my hair cut, but I don't think your mom knew who I was, but I waved to her. Oh, nice. They were getting in their truck by Planet Fitness. Oh, yeah. They got a membership at Planet Fitness oh, now. Okay, sure. they, were they in their like, old people workout stuff, which is like regular clothing, right? <laughs> yes. Don't old people just go like to work out in like cargo shorts or jeans, don't they? Right? Definitely. Regular clothing. That fits the bill. It fits the bill. Um, if you want to get uh, some names and facts about Dragon Ball Z, uh, you can go back to our last DBZ episode and uh, check that out. That was episode 31. 30. 32. 32. 32. So there you go. If you're not paying attention, listener, we're on episode 34 now. So Boom. boom. Um, yeah, should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right, let's get in that homework review. And of course, we're doing uh, DBZ, the Saiyan Saga, episodes 7 through 12. And we're going to do it a lot like last time, where it's going to be treated like one big episode. One it, big episode. It was cool. That's how the shows present themselves. And if you have the DVDs or Blu-rays, Blu-rays, you should be watching the show on marathon mode. Definitely. That's the only way to there, watch There it. is no other way to watch Unless you're trying to pick it up in the middle of a season and then you're like, flip, 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 flip yeah. with the controller. And you're like, uh, is this this that episode? Is this that episode? All right, I'm going to pick the episode. It's going to pick the episode. But let's get into it, Trav. Let's do it. So, of course, the first episode is day one. And day one references uh, Gohan doing his first day of training, right? Yeah, for six months. For six months. You do, Give me the previously on DBZ. Pre- previously on Dragon Ball Z. Previously on Dragon Ball Z, Goku's dead. <laughs> and traveling on Snake Way. And Raditz is dead. He's also dead. Uh, but not before he called his Saiyan buddies Vegeta and Nappa. They, he called them, right? With he, Well, yeah, well, he called you know, them, basically. With the scouter ish thing. Uh, Piccolo and Gohan are off in the wilderness, and uh, the rest of the group is looking for the Dragon Balls. That's helpful. That's helpful. That's definitely helpful. Definitely helpful. Definitely, hel- definitely, definitely helpful. Looking for the weaklings. <laughs> uh, day one opens up with Pic- Piccolo abandoning Gohan in the wild, so that's a great start, right? <laughs> great Just start. Great start. Hey, kid, you're like four and a half. That's yeah, what we've established, You're four right? and a half. If you make it to five, you've passed the training. <laughs> if not, you, then you're more worthless than I was hoping. I didn't even <laughs> notice that, that he's given him six months to yeah. complete his training, so he'll be five. He'll be five years old. Make he'll- it a five, kid. <laughs> You'll be a man. <laughs> The first thing you'll need to do is to learn to survive on your own. Good job, Piccolo. Thanks a lot, buddy. Well, what do I do? I don't have a bed or food. You're going to have to figure it out, dude. Figure it out. A lot of ground sleeping. For a lot Gohan. of ground sleeping. Just in the middle of the ground. Middle like This looks like a good place to lay down and go to sleep. Oh, here's a comfy rock. Here's a comfy rock. Let me put my head on it. 
Uh, Piccolo, of course, leaves to do his own training, but he's not actually going that far at this point. No, not yet. It's mostly for show right now. Uh, Gohan doesn't take this whole situation very, very well. He, I mean, he should be able to do it, right? He's half Saiyan. Yeah, he should be. And able to. seemingly an extraordinary half Saiyan at that. A Saiyan yes, at that, like definitely far more advanced than for some reason a full-blooded Saiyan yeah. is at that age. But. It is kind of weird how that becomes a thing. Like all of a sudden, like the hybridization of humans and Saiyans, like creates even stronger Saiyans. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with go, it. We'll, we'll go, go with, with it. it. We'll go with it. I mean, it does help that you have Goku, like, the strongest, besides Broly, besides, you know, a couple other, like... Right, 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 right. Like, the strongest Saiyan to ever have existed. Basically, yes. Basically. That is definitely a good start in the DNA tree. <laughs> it is a good start. Uh, we get to go over to Kami's lookout, and uh, he and uh, Mr. Popo are seemingly confused as to why Piccolo would be not only helping save the Earth, but uh, training Gohan while Goku is dead. Yeah, pretty sus. Uh, it is. Kami, I guess he kind of reasons that because he uh, and Piccolo share the same. So Kami and Piccolo share like the same mind. They're like the same person, basically. Yeah. Uh, so he can see his own death. Kami sees his own death. So his reasoning is Piccolo can see his own death. So okay. he's training Gohan because he Piccolo wants to pass some of his skills on to somebody. Anybody at this point, I guess. Yeah, true. Um, before he dies. It's selfish and a little bit noble, right? Yeah, yeah. Selfish and a little bit noble. And it's kind of an F you to Gohan at this point. Definitely. Uh, it's definitely kind of an F you to Goku, at, right? Definitely. Because they're like main enemies. Oh, main enemies. Main enemies. And he's like, well, I'm going to train your kid to be like me. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, take that, Goku, right? Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would do like the Generation X. <laughs> yeah. If any of them would do that, it'd be Piccolo, right? It would be Piccolo. Suck it, suck, suck it, it, suck <laughs> it. Back with Gohan in the wi- <laughs> in the wilderness, and he's chasing his shirt. Um, th- this is only to establish his fear of heights. That's it. Yes, that's on. That's yes. the only reason we see this. It's in keeping with the theme of Gohan being a complete wuss. Total wuss. And then Gohan gets the idea to follow a lizard to. Find shelter. Yeah. I guess. I mean, sure. Sure. Why not? Sure. You're four and a half. It's an idea. Roll with it. Hey, it's a way better idea than I would have had as a four and a half year old. Definitely. I probably would have died in the first day. I probably would have died in the first day. If I was lucky enough to live past the first 12 hours. True. Who knows? Uh, so Gohan, or excuse me, Goku, he's on Snake Way still, and the distance doesn't seem to be getting any shorter for him. So Goku decides to start taking large leaps to shorten his trip. Does this actually shorten his trip, or should he just have just kept on flying? He should have just kept on flying or running. Or Jump, running. The jumping is not a good idea. So he stops flying because he thinks he's using too much energy, yep. but he's still going to be making these giant leaps. Yeah. Why not just do less leaps, fly for like a little extra longer, and then run? Exactly. I don't know. So the story can happen. So the story can happen. Because, <laughs> of course, it, he falls off and is nearly sucked into a vortex to hell, a hell vortex, if you will. <laughs> but he manages to make it back onto the path, and Goku says, I'll never do that again. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's smart planning, I guess, that on your part. Smart. Is it weird that the path is sharp? I think so. It is weird, right? Super weird. And did you, like, the tentacles, like, pulling him down, the hands pulling him down into hell? Like, how did he escape it? Just just because he was able to escape it? Just because, yeah, and he had the energy to fight that off, but he he didn't want to waste energy jumping or flying, yeah. Right. Yeah, and he's hovering that whole time. Yeah. I do enjoy his, like... 
when he panics and how he does his swimming in the air. He always does that when yeah, he's panicking. I, I like that. That's it's funny. it's funny. It's pretty funny. But he manages to get out of that situation and gets back onto Snakeway. So good job, Goku. Good job, Goku. Good job, Goku. Uh, Krillin at uh, Goku and Chi Chi's house at this point. Uh, why did they send Krillin? Big mistake. Because you know Krillin's going to mess it up. You know Krillin's going to mess it up. <laughs> that thing is just literally nobody wants to be the one to tell Chi Chi. That's it, right? So and he's the scapegoat. It, uh, yeah. And I'm surprised that Krillin actually didn't die doing this. Because, I mean, Krillin, Krillin dies all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a pretty funny bit, though, right? Because I, I enjoy Krillin's indecisiveness and the fact that he's like practicing at the front door and then Chi Chi opens the door as he's practicing. And all the practice was for nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Goku is, uh, he's. De- de- delayed <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it he's running late good job krillin <laughs> not a great idea lying not to chichi because uh the ox king brought uh toys for uh gohan anticipating gohan um all the food that chichi has made anticipating gohan and goku coming home um so his excuse krillin's excuse is that they're on roshi's boat right yeah, yeah, they're all on the boat. No phone, no phones. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Krillin. You're doing such a great job lying to them. <laughs> mm. uh, they end up making him stay the night after, stay for dinner, and then stay the night. Is that like a cultural thing? You think that's gotta be because that seems very weird to me. Very over the top. Because if I was hosting somebody and they're coming over for dinner, and then it got to be too late, I'd be more of like. Do you need me to call you a cab? Because <laughs> it's late. It's getting pretty late. And I'm going to bed and you are not. You are not staying here. <laughs> oh, not man. to sound ungrateful, I guess, but get out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> Uh, we get to go right back to Gohan, and he's peeing on a rock. Uh, peeing soon, on a rock. Soon to be chased by a dinosaur. He does a lot of peeing in these first three episodes. a lot of peeing. And we get to witness it all for some reason. Yeah. For reasons, great. I want to watch this kid pee, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, he gets chased by that T-Rex with the horns, whatever you want to call it. It's a, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? Of yeah. some kind or another. Um, and he ends up escaping the dinosaur in a complete panic, and because he is so... Uh, paralyzed by fear so pushed to the edge he has this reactionary use of his powers right so he doesn't know how he's using it or what he's exactly doing yeah i want to ask you what does he actually do there is it instant transmission it certainly looks like that you know i mean but you're supposed to be able to picture where you're going to do instant transmission so it's some sort of early Panic transmission. There you go. I like that. Panic transmission. I wonder what the ex- the official explanation for that is. Yeah. Is it, I mean, you could say it's just super speed that could he was be. able to dash out of the way, you know, but yeah. it looked like, it sounded like, it acted like instant transmission. Right. So and Confused that dinosaur. It sure did. <laughs> it sure did. It really did. Gohan is stranded on the top of that mountain now with seemingly no way down. Uh, we get to see this interesting little restaurant on Snake Way. Uh, Baba gets her. Baba gets her message from Goku by from that dude, which he was just like a helper demon yeah. guy. I don't know his name. Yeah. I, whatever from that dude, and it's to wait to wait a year to bring Goku back, and yeah. so Baba's gonna have to go tell uh, Roshi this. But apparently, we find out later that she tells. Corin, or does she tell Yajirobe? She must tell Corin. And then Corin. I was going to say Yajirobe, but you said Corin first. That's got to be what it is. So then Corin tells Yajirobe, and then Yajirobe tells. Uh, Somehow he was the fastest way to get the message to Roshi. Yeah, even though I'm pretty sure Baba can, like, 
do instant transmission, basically, but basically. with like magic, right? Or at least doesn't she ride that damn crystal ball yeah. like uh, Nimbus? Yeah. yeah. So I so, mean, I don't know. Oh, whatever, I guess. <laughs> Yadrovi. Yadrovi. We get to see quickly that Goku is starving on Snake Way. He's always starving on Snake Way. He's always starving in general. Uh, Gohan is tired and cold and scared on the top of the mountain, so he's going to just lay down and go to sleep, right? Yeah, that's (laughs) what I would do. Before that, Piccolo throws Gohan a couple of apples. They're sour apples because Piccolo doesn't want to be too nice. It's it's only been a few hours, so here's some sour apples. I didn't expect to have to help you already, kid. (laughs) (laughs) And how does Gohan miss Piccolo? There's no explanation. We watched this together and just died laughing that he is... Ten feet in front of him, seemingly, seemingly, and maybe six inches up in the air from yes. where he's standing. No excuse. He's a floating green <laughs> species of a man who set you in the wilderness in the first place, right. and you desperately want him right. back in your life at this point. Exactly. The only I did, I think I said to you, the only thing that I could even think of was the Gohan in later the series wears glasses. Right. So maybe he's got really bad vision. <laughs> like, really bad like vision. Really bad vision. <laughs> Man, you are blind as a bat. Four and a half. Uh, But, you know, like I said, Piccolo was not planning on helping Gohan out at at all. But he says, if you can't survive after this, I guess I was wrong about you. (laughs) So he's just going to. Do you think that means like he would like let Gohan die? Seemingly. Seemingly. (laughs) At this point, he does not care about him enough. Uh, next, we get to see that dinner is done and Goku uh, at Goku and Chi-Chi's house, uh, and it's past Gohan's bedtime. So Chi-Chi is getting very suspicious at this point of where her husband and child are. As she should. I mean, it is like, so it is the 80s in Japan when this is released, so it is like feasible that you would not see your family until dinner time with no contact. Yeah. So that's very feasible. That's understandable. But now it's past the, my kids. It, like, if my daughter Evelyn was out past her bedtime and I didn't know where she was, I'd be like full panic mode. Full panic <laughs> mode. Full panic Lockdown. mode. <laughs> Locking it all down. <laughs> uh, we get to see Krillin sneaking out. Uh, af- sneaking out after he went to bed with the Ox King after they had dinner. <laughs> yep. And then the Ox King uh, is like, hey, where are you going, buddy? And Grillin thinks that he's busted for like a split second, but Ox King's just sleep talking. Sleep talking. Uh, Krillin is headed back to Roshi's and the gangs uh, on that on uh, Kame House's island. They just call it the island, don't they? On Roshi's so. island Roshi's or something? Island. Yeah. At Kame House, Krillin breaks the news that he didn't tell Chi-Chi uh, that Goku is dead and that her son is in the care of Piccolo. Great job, Krillin. And they weren't very surprised. Like They were like, oh, come on, Krillin. Like, yeah. Come on, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but not only did Krillin uh, not tell Chi-Chi the truth, he also forgot to tell, uh, he also forgot to get the Dragon Balls that are at their Ooh. house. Like. <laughs> Those are those are necessary. Those are necessary those are for necessary. the plan, Krillin. <laughs> uh, Chi-Chi did uh, figure out that something was going on and is now on her way in her air car uh, with the Ox King to confront uh, Roshi and crew. Yep. Uh, they're all very afraid of Chi-Chi. Yes. She is seemingly stronger than a lot of them, yep. right? Um, I guess it kind of plays on the stereotype that you don't want to mess with a woman scorned, right? So maybe it's a little on the sexist side, but it is a cartoon, so who cares? Right, right. <laughs> But uh, I would love to see what Chi-Chi would actually do in this situation. Like, 
if she like unleashed herself on these people like oh, 100%. how percent how badly would she beat these people yeah up? i'd love to see her power level with the scouting <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps on growing and growing yeah. and growing and growing <laughs> so high that raditz would even be scared right? yeah <laughs> uh like i said uh, chi chi figured something out and she's gonna go confront the roshian crew and she knows they are hiding something uh something i'm something Something. Something. Uh, Balma fixes that scouter after pulling an all-nighter. Great job, Balma. She is a genius. She Just is a, a genius. Pure genius. Uh, we find out that uh, Roshi's power level is 139. Not too bad for an old guy. Yeah. And then uh, Krillin's is 206. Uh, Roshi's not too happy the, with the fact that Krillin is stronger than him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, old man. Yeah, he thinks there's something wrong with the scu- with the scouter, but uh, Balma tests it on Turtle. Yeah. Which is funny. It's not the Turtle. Turtle's name is Turtle. Turtle. It's Turtle. And uh, Turtle is... Point zero zero one. So the scouter's working fine. Working just fine. <laughs> Did you like how he struck the fighting pose as she was like, like that was going to make a difference? Yeah. <laughs> That's him channeling his energy. Yeah. So Yajirobe is there. He's your favorite dude. Favorite dude. <laughs> your favorite non-main character dude. Uh, he's at the door and he tells them that Krillin uh, needs to go to uh, Korin's tower for special training. And they need to pick up Tien and Chaozu and Yamcha. Uh, as well, but uh, no Roshi, and so Roshi's a little offended by it. He's a little offended <laughs> yeah. by it, right? Just a little bit. Uh, and then he also tells them about the uh, Baba coming to tell them about uh, not bringing uh, 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 Goku back for a year. Yeah. And then uh, Roshi, who is Baba's brother, is like, Baba's coming here? Like, he's not too excited about it, I don't think. Definitely not. And uh, Yajirobe leaves the island in his ar- is in his air car. Um, it looks like he's coming back, though. And they're like, hey, Yajirobe's coming back. What's, what's going on with that? Uh, it's Chi-Chi. And uh, Krillin is literally fearing for his life, right? As he probably should <laughs> As be. As he probably should be. But Roshi says it's better to face your problem straight on. And so go ahead with that, Roshi. That's all you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Show us that 139 power level. Yeah, man. Uh, Roshi fills in Ox King and Chi-Chi, and Chi-Chi passes out, so <laughs> I guess not that angry about things. I guess not. I don't know. Yep, Goku is dead. That's what Roshi says. Yep, Goku is dead. Yep. Give me your best Roshi. I can't do a Roshi. I tried so hard the other day. Yeah, Goku is dead. That's a really good Roshi. I I'm, just, that was random. I'm going to try it now. Yeah, Goku is dead. <laughs> no, it wasn't very good either. Yours is better. I like yours. That's good, man. Uh, back with Gohan still stranded on that mountaintop. Like, come on, do something with your life, dude. You've been on that mountaintop for hours at this point. Seriously. Uh, there's a stampede of Triceratops, and Gohan asks them for help. Yeah, why I not? Mean, you know, why, I guess you're never going to find out if they can help if you don't ask. That's very true. <laughs> uh, we get to see Goku on Snake Way, and he's still just uh, running along. Uh, do you like how they like break into the episode to just show Goku running? Some of it's that's like, the funniest parts of the show. <laughs> Super serious moment, uh, cut to Goku running. Cut to Goku I'm running. Hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Cut to super serious moment. <laughs> yeah, so it's so much to ask for a burger around here. <laughs> cut to somebody dying. <laughs> uh, nighttime on the mountain and Gohan awakes to a cute little chippy taking his apple cores. Aww. And Piccolo is still Piccolo is still hovering uh, really near Gohan. Yeah. <laughs> Gohan takes another pee. <laughs> Thanks, Gohan. Uh, and he notices that he has a shadow, but it's not daytime. It's a full moon. Uh-oh. I've never seen a f- I've never seen one of those before. There's a good reason for that. Very good reason. So does Chi- so Chi-Chi knows about the transformation thing. I'm sure she saw Goku transform in Dragon Ball. 
that makes sense, right? And so that's why Chi-Chi is very adamant about Gohan's bedtime. True. Right? Yep. So he needs sense. to be in bed all the time, even if it's going to be no moon out. Like, yeah. you got to be in bed, kid. Yeah. So I, I think that's how it was avoided. Because yeah. not just pure happenstance that he would have never looked at a full moon in four and a half years as a child. No way. I get it. Like, the first two years as an infant, you're sleeping a whole lot and refer all the way until you're a two-year-old, but still. There's a chance a full moon be like, oh, look at the full moon, little baby. Yeah. Giant ape. Giant ape. <laughs> Destroys the house. I wonder how that would work as an infant tra- changing into the giant ape. If it would still just be a maniacal, like, mindless killing machine or if it would kind of just lay there as a baby type ape. Yeah, like an adolescent ape yeah. just laying in a diaper. I wonder how that would work out. I'd like to see that. That would be interesting. I'd like to see that. Um, And we hear we hear those drums, right? I love those drums. You, it's like it's like his heartbeat almost, right? And yeah. He's just you can tell that something is coming, and the way his eyes, his pupils dilate. Do they change? They change colors. Yeah. It's dilating, right? Yep. And uh, that just uh, he's just like he's like pulsating with the thump of his heart and drum, and then he just starts his transformation. I've always loved the transformation from the Saiyan to the Great Ape. Definitely. Always loved it. I thought it was really cool. Have you seen American Werewolf in Paris? I think so. So it's a movie from 78, 79. Forgive me if I'm wrong on those years. I shouldn't even say the years if I don't know them. Uh, But it's credited with one of the best transformations, werewolf transformations. And Kristen and I saw it maybe a year or so ago. I had seen it many years ago. But for a movie from the 70s, it really holds up. And that's what this transformation reminds me of, is that transformation in American Werewolf in Paris. Nice. So I I really like the transformation. I think it's a cool transformation. It looks really chaotic and painful and scary. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> all of those things, right? Piccolo is watching this transformation also. Um, he looks scared, like beyond scared. Yeah. This is insane. This is insane. <laughs> It's just crazy powerful. The energy blast, the energy blasts coming from his mouth are like my favorite part of oh, the yeah. attack as the great ape. It's yeah. just so cool. Yeah, just destroying everything and anything in its way. So Piccolo is trying to figure out how to contain Gohan in his new form because he's just in pure panic mode at this. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, uh, he doesn't want the Earth to be uh, destroyed. Basically, right. <laughs> Good for you, dude. Good for you, dude. <laughs> so the obvious answer is to. Destroy the moon. Of course it is, right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> when he realizes that's what he has to do. <laughs> it works, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, we don't need that thing anyway. And it's not the first time. Yeah. or the, Well, it's pr- the first time, but it's definitely not the last time the moon gets destroyed in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> no, sir. Definitely not. Uh, and then that's the way Piccolo figures it out. Then he knows that the moon and their tails are the key to their power. So... Piccolo in that instant removes Gohan's tail and gives him clothing and a sword. A sword. A sword. Yeah, a sword. A swad. Uh, just yanks that tail right off. Pop. Just pop. like, just a <laughs> pop right off there, right? Do you think he kept it, like, as a souvenir? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> Piccolo's way weirder than I thought he was. He secretly wears it as a necklace, like, underneath his clothing. Yeah. <laughs> He's just really into it. He's like, I love this thing. He really does care for Gohan. He really, really does. Does Piccolo ever use that power to create matter like that again? Like, I, to create clothing and swords and I, stuff? Certainly not swords or any weaponry, but he does give Gohan later, when he's a teen, his same outfit to put on. And he does 
does it in the same way, right? Yeah. Okay. And I don't remember why Gohan... Oh, it's after the hyperbolic time change. Right. Yeah. And that's when they have the really similar clothing, the same yep. weighted clothing. Yep. Yeah. And that makes sense. So maybe he can only use it in, like, very specific circumstances. Yeah. Like, only for clothing, only for textiles and, <laughs> and metal work. That's right. it. So he's really good at making blankets and, like, wrought iron fences. He can just make them, <laughs> make them into whatever. He has to care about you at least a little bit. <laughs> See, maybe that's the key. He has to actually care about somebody or something. And that's kind of hard to come by with Goku or with that, uh, Piccolo, that's right? That's very true. <laughs> um... Uh, the clothing is like Goku's, but it has the symbol that shows Piccolo trains Gohan. So that's another like F you to Goku. <laughs> uh, Piccolo leaves Gohan for real this time. Uh, he has his own training to do. And if uh, Gohan, Gohan can uh, Gohan, if, if Gohan, if Gohan can survive six months, then his real training will begin. Wait a second. His real training? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Survive six months as a four and a half year old, and that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. That's step one, buddy. You'll be just like me. So his uh, symbol is so Goku's is the one that he wears is the symbol for the turtle. Yep. The one that Tien wears is the symbol for the crane, mm-hmm. and the one that Piccolo wears is the symbol for the devil. And now that you know that, and I didn't know that until you know further on in my watching Dragon Ball. Yeah. You can see those pictures in the symbols because they're like the it's like they're the 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 Japanese symbols for those things is yeah. what they are. You can see those pictures, especially when you know that Piccolo's is a demon. You can really see the eyes and the mouth in the symbol. I yeah. think it's pretty cool. I really, I wish I knew more about those Japanese uh, uh, symbols and stuff. That'd be and cool then eventually Goku has the King Kai's house. Yes, it changes. You're right. It does change. I forgot about that. Gohan wakes up now after his transformation, and he is peeing again. He's peeing again. That's three for three on that's these a, episodes. That's a little excessive with the pee. A little excessive with the pee. Yeah, not only is peeing, but we get to see his animated little wiener, which is <laughs> not needed. It certainly isn't needed. It certainly isn't needed. It certainly isn't needed. It certainly is not needed. <laughs> uh, Gohan has a little bit of a hard time getting used to his weighted clothing, but uh, and the fact that he's missing his tail, and that's the reason he's falling over, right? Because he's missing his tail. Not because his boots are heavy. I don't know. It's questionable, but it's got to be him overcompensating right. for the loss of the tail weight is right. what we were thinking. Because cats and dogs, they use their tails for balance when they're running and jumping and climbing. So yeah. it would make sense that he got used to using his sense. tail for that. Right, right, right. So maybe it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, some weighted boots, some um, missing a tail. That would be... That would be difficult to like get over. Yeah. Like all of You've a sudden, only been walking for a couple of years at yeah. that point. Yeah. It, and not only that, but like all of a sudden your tail's gone. Wouldn't you feel like violated? Totally. It'd be the same as like missing, losing an arm, waking up and on an arm's gone. Yeah. Waking up and a leg is gone. And he notices, but not right away. It takes him, you know, five minutes to yeah, notice. Where I think I'd him. be a straight panic. My tail. <laughs> like yeah. you'd probably feel that it was gone. You would think so. You would think so. You would think so. But he's got no time to worry about that because he's under attack. He's under attack. <laughs> Croc from one side, Tiger Liger, whatever guy again from the other side. Is it <laughs> the same one from earlier? I think so. <laughs> same one from earlier. We'll yeah. go with the same one. Uh, you don't want breakfast. You don't want me for breakfast how about a bowl of cereal instead good job gohan good job uh gohan is chased by the beasts and he runs into a giant eagle and it grabs gohan and starts to fly away inadvertently saving him so thanks giant eagle i don't know how everybody didn't see that giant eagle standing there but thanks giant eagle 
then that giant eagle is attacked by a pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this really escalates. First, it's a crocodile. Then it's a saber-toothed tiger. Then it's a giant eagle. Now it's a pterodactyl. <laughs> like, it just really escalates up there, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Um, it, the escalation is, I don't know, it's supposed to be action, but you can find some comedy in that escalation. Oh, definitely. Um, so the, the eagle ends up dropping Gohan and he, Gohan, I keep saying Gohan. Gohan. The eagle drops Gohan because of the pterodactyl. He plummets to the ground, falling into a hole in the middle of a concave depression in the sand. Yeah. Is this the end? <laughs> no, no. It, it's episode nine, so it's definitely not the <laughs> definitely end. Definitely not the end. <laughs> so it's just uh, a very weird uh, conflagration of events that just really all comes together to get this story to come together yeah. in some <laughs> way or another. Right? Uh, once again, we get to see Goku huff- hoofing it down Snake Way, so he's still looking for food. What's a guy got to do to get a burger around here? Pretty yeah. typical Goku stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's got to be like a funny English English translation for that because would he actually say that in the Japanese version that he's craving a burger? I wish I could remember it because I'm uh, I, when I watch them, I watch them with the subtitles. Mm-hmm. But the subtitles are for the direct Japanese translation, not for the English dub. It's way off, it's right? It's way off. Because I turned it on for a little bit to try to see something too. It's way off and that was one of the instances where I was watching it. And I remember it didn't say anything about a hamburger. Okay. It hardly said anything about a food, about food. He was like looking for something else. Sure. I don't know. It was different. So if you ever want to get really confused and try to read something different <laughs> while listening to the wrong words. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> uh, back with Gohan and we see that he has survived his fall. Good job, Gohan. Good job. <laughs> and he appears to be in some sort of ancient Egyptian ruins, right? Yeah. Egyptian. Some... Def- definitely Egyptian. Yeah. Man. So I'm going to talk about this now. And I think this is one one pr- one form of proof that Dragon Ball Z takes place in our distant future, yeah. like after an apocalypse, and society has been completely rebuilt from what we had. So it's completely start over society, right? Yeah. Gohan never really states that they look like hieroglyphs. They just look like something out of his history book. Right. So their society is aware that these type of ruins exist, uh, but not to their history and as where to where they come from. Right. Right. So he's supposed to be very educated, but as a kid his age, but he's unaware of Egyptians. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So I just, it just kind of seems like maybe that is an explanation for that. Uh, Gohan uh, discovers um, our episode's namesake, and that is the strangest robot. The strangest robot. Uh, we also establish that the room is very unstable. Uh, Gohan wakes up the robot. Uh, um. We never find out exactly why he's down there. We find out that he's down there to do some excavating and stuff, but never really for what reasons. Yeah. Like, why is he down there exactly? Right. Is it for, like, uh, like colleges or what am I trying to, for educational purposes? Yeah. I mean, that would be, or is it for, like, to loot? It's kind of be to a loot little, or little something. A little bit of both? Yeah. Who knows, right? Um. So... He tells Gohan to stop yelling because they're gonna. He's gonna bury them both if he keeps yelling and cause yeah. a cave in. And then he also tells him that there's a trail right behind him, so you can escape. You can go ahead and leave whenever you want. Yeah. And just make sure you put me back into standby mode before you do it. Yeah. 
the trail leads to a cliff that's way too high for Gohan to jump from, at least for now. For now. <laughs> so there's seemingly no escape, and uh, not so, so our not-so-friendly robot has very little interest in helping Gohan. He just wants to be in standby mode. Yeah. He doesn't have any interest in helping Gohan. Zero. Zero. And, until Gohan butters him up a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, Gohan uh, fixes the robot so that he can see, even though the robot doesn't want him to do it because it's just going to waste more power. Yep. Uh, Gohan explains to him that the exit is too high, but the robot tells him, you're going to have to jump down if you want to live. If you want to live. Jump down if you want to live. If you want to live. <laughs> you have to jump down. <laughs> a little preview for next episode. A little preview. A little preview. <laughs> Uh, Gohan asks if the robot can help him, and uh, he says, of course, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. What a jerk. What a jerk. Seriously, what a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah, I can help you out, but I'm not going to do it, buddy. You punk not kid. not going to do it, buddy. Not going to do it. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. So, yeah, you're going to have to figure out how to survive on your own, basically. So now put me back into standby mode and leave. I've already wasted too much power helping you with all your problems. <laughs> that was a very bad impression of him. But it's, it's kind of a British-y impression, uh, accent, right? It was That's what his was, kind yeah. of British-y. I, that was not British-y what I just did. Uh, so Gohan puts the robot back into standby mode and cries about it. Because yeah. that's what Gohan does. He cries in peace. <laughs> back on Snake Way, uh, Goku is dreaming about food. So every time we go back to Goku, he's just dreaming about food. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. And he's also wondering if he can eat a cloud. Uh, spoiler alert, you, you can. You can. And he does. <laughs> and he does. Uh, Gohan is also hungry. Uh, so like father, like son, drawing yep. the parallels between them. And now that I say that, maybe the fact that Goku just sleeps in the middle of Snake Way and Gohan just sleeps on the ground in the middle of nowhere is supposed to be a parallel? It could be, yeah. Maybe. It seems like a stretch. But, yeah, you know, father <laughs> like son. Father like, like son. I guess. It seems like a stretch. <laughs> so the our robot, Mr. Robot, uh, the strangest robot, directs Gohan to some cave mushrooms. So yeah. that seems like a good idea. Totally. <laughs> That's safe. <laughs> just some random cave mushrooms. Go ahead, kid. That'd be the last <laughs> thing I'd be trying to eat. Yeah. Seriously. I'd have to be way hungrier than he probably is to stoop down to eating random mushrooms. Yeah, that's then for sure. Maybe he's so, maybe because they live in the forest, he's got some knowledge about mushrooms. Maybe. Uh, he's. Pretty knowledgeable about he is, mushrooms. He is a four. We are to assume he is a four and a half year old living on his own at this point. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Nothing like mom used to make, but they're edible. They're edible. That's right. Um, his the, just to speak on that, uh, Mister Robot happens to be a Capsule Corp robot, so that's convenient. All robots are Capsule Corp robots, right? I would assume they're like the nexus of all technology We've in this never world. Never heard of like the competition now maybe the competition is dr Giroux later on the, yeah with the true. red ribbon the red ribbon stuff so. but he's like the s- smallest vestige of the red ribbon army left yeah. over you know so that's the only competition and it's evil so <laughs> very evil i would say capsule corp has a monopoly then most definitely more likely, right? definitely uh we find out that all capsule corp robots have cooking capabilities so gohan gives the robot some nice compliments uh, <laughs> to, nice get it, compliments. <laughs> to get to actually uh waste its power that it would take to cook the mushrooms um, in their conversation, we find out that the robot was there to excavate the ruins. We mentioned that. Um, but it caused the cave to fall in and all that stuff, and it's been 30 years. And Gohan decides it's time for some action, and he starts to dig the robot out. I mean, if you're worried about cavens, maybe don't start digging stuff up and worrying. Maybe. maybe don't do that. So obviously it causes the room to collapse. Uh, uh, the robot, Mr. Robot, the strangest robot, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully manages to, uh, catch that pillar, right? 
and he saves the two of them, and he tells Gohan to go run up the path and jump to save himself, uh, but Gohan can't do it because Gohan has tons of compassion, just like his father, and he runs back down the path uh, and back into the collapsing room. And it's not out of fear this time, I don't think. It's no. out of compassion for the strangest robot. The strangest robot. Mr. Robot is what he calls him. Did you ever watch Mr. Robot with mm. Rami Malek? I'd say it's worth watching the first season. The second season kind of lost me, and the third season was way over my head. Sure. So. <laughs> the first season's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he wants to save the robot also, uh, even though he's been a pretty big jerk to him, and it's a very Gohan thing to do. The pillar does fall completely at this point, and the robot catches it, uh, preventing it from crushing them both. And this is kind of an interesting animation, because it looks like they cut some corners, because it's like stop motion, like yeah. a flip book, like click, 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 he's saving click, it. Click, that's what it click. reminded me of. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, but that's okay. The animation just progresses and gets even better. Obviously. And this animation, in comparison to... American kids animation, even in the mid nineties, oh yeah, this still looks a lot better. Definitely, I remember being blown away by Dragon Ball Z's animation at the time, being like, "Wow, this is so detailed and so cool." Yeah, and it's not even nearly as detailed as the stuff that's on TV now. It's right. not even close. It's not even close. So Gohan, with some instructions from the robot, uh, rewires the robot, giving him full power. Uh, the robot's able to dislodge the pillar that's blocking the path and then chucks Gohan out that hole across the gorge uh, while the room collapses completely. And Gohan just screams, Mr. Robot! <laughs> Gohan goes and finds him, and we get a few final words from Mr. Robot, the strangest robot. <laughs> the strangest robot. When you keep saying that, it makes you think of Dr. Chase Meridian. <laughs> Dr. Chase Meridian. <laughs> Go back to that episode, folks. Batman Returns. That's a good... No, Batman... Returns. Re it was Batman Returns, yeah. right? Yep. Dr. Chase... No. Yeah, that's uh, Nicole Kidman. She was in the one with Val Kilmer, though. Right. Batman... Or... Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Forever. Sorry, folks. Batman Forever. Dr. Chase Meridian. <laughs> that one was in stereo, even though the podcast is in mono. So. <laughs> uh, the few final words we get from Mr. Robot, uh, you'll have to learn to take care of yourself. Everybody says that. I just said that like the most Midwesterner person ever. <laughs> you have to learn to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, Go dear. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Don't forget a bag. <sighs> So you have to learn to take care of yourself, Gohan. And that's a very heavy theme in these first few episodes. Very, take care of yourself, you four-year-old. You four-year-old. <laughs> Be strong. No more standby mode. It's time for me to shut down. And Mr. Robot's dead. Sorry, He's Mr. Robot. dead. And Gohan has new resolve now, right? Yes, it, he it, does. He really took his words to heart. I don't know if I can make it, but I'll try. I will try. The tears rolling down his face as he confidently strides into the future inspirational inspirational i like that a lot so we're all the way to episode 10 now if you can believe it or not Whoa. and uh there gohan is a completely new person at this point right he's fending for himself he got his fish all of this stuff in this episode especially is a direct homage i believe to dragon ball sure gohan looks like goku Mm -hmm. You know, Gohan is doing all the things that Goku did, which is basically just living in a forest and getting large fish and all that stuff. Yeah. And helping out whatever happens to happen in the in the episode. You know, yeah. he's helping out a dinosaur in this one. Right. So it's just a very it's a very good homage to Dragon Ball. I helping think. Helping out a dinosaur with something he learned from Goku. Right. <laughs> which is super duper cool. Yeah. I, I really like that a lot. 
Um, it is really cool to see Gohan coming into his own. I like it finally. He's not a crybaby this whole time anymore, which yes. is uh, I appreciate greatly. I don't think we catch him peeing in this episode. No, that's the end of the peeing. Thank goodness. Yay. No more peeing in front of the everybody. Thank goodness. <laughs> and one big tell, too, is when he's gathering those fruits and nuts in the beginning of that episode, how he is confronted by that snake in the tree and he just picks up the snake and just moves it out of the way and just yep. goes on about his business. Yeah, because on day one, one of the first things is the snake around his neck and he freaks out. Yeah, he just freaks out completely. Uh, it's time for him to hurry back, though. Time for Gohan to hurry back because of a thunderstorm. That's a good reason to get out of being outside. Yeah. Uh, reminiscing on the boy he used to be, but still uh, using the experience to make himself a bandage. I really, like you said, he makes that bandage that he learned from uh, Goku, but he's also mm-hmm. reminiscing on who he used to be. Yeah. Uh, so he really has some perspective on who he is, who he has become, and who he was. Yeah. And it's cool to see that. It's it's cool to see that. I wish I knew who I was at four and a half. Yeah, man. I don't even remember four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely wiser and more confident at this point, and we totally get that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but quickly, we see some ominous glowing eyes behind Gohan. Uh, as he works in the cave. What's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> uh, flash to a baseball game and the introduction of Yamcha in Dragon Ball Z. I love this scene. Oh, yeah. Super fun. It's super fun. For some reason, maybe it's just because of me being an American. Whenever baseball is in something from a different country, I'm like, that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It is funny. And his uh, team name is the titans yes. but it's t-a-i so it's T-A-N-I. like thai like thailand like yeah. the titans the I, titans i like that a lot very good taekwondo plus i really like the idea of yamcha like basically being the best player in the league and he yeah. doesn't have to try at all he's and hit three <laughs> solo homers already yeah he's got little interest in the game can whatsoever. he keep up the streak like i'm pretty sure he can actually <laughs> he literally says it's too easy i'm a fighter not a ball player yeah <laughs> like, i love that about this um, but the fight that breaks out because of the two hits batsmen and Yamcha is giddy with excitement. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> he ever tries to cover up his skill or is he just like batting 1000 and he's broken every record imaginable? I think the way they treat him for the fact that they were going to give him a 20,000 Zenny bonus, which seems like to them a lot of money. I think he's just the best of the best. He's the best of the best. But he threatens them with, like, I won't hit it if if you don't pay me yeah. or whatever. You know, make yeah. it worth my time. I think that's exactly what he does. So not only – I guess I don't know how they're – how uh, Japanese baseball's payment structure was in the yeah. 80s, but I'm, right. I'm assuming he's getting paid something for appearing, right? Right, right. And he's got to demand these on-the-spot bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> he does easily beat everyone up, and Puar does warn him to take it easy. So yeah. he does kind of take it easy. And he's super giddy. <laughs> and he's literally beating up everybody. Everybody. Doesn't matter if you're on the same team Doesn't or not. Doesn't matter if you're his teammate <laughs> or not. Nope. And all of a sudden, Krillin's there. And Krillin's there. He's on the field. Hey, Krillin. Dressed in <laughs> his martial arts stuff <laughs> he just walked yeah, out i figured of you know there's a big scuffle and all this sand right. and smoke here so i figured i could get away with this you know <laughs> conversation about we need to get back to corin's place he literally fills them in in the middle of the fight while yeah. yamcha is still fighting people yeah. right still fighting people yeah. <laughs> uh boy uh i think that's pr- it's one of the funnier moments of these of these episodes oh for sure he fills them in, and Bulma and Yamcha have a little bit of a reunion, yep. uh, which doesn't really go too well. We found out they broke up because he he stood her up on a date, right? Yeah. No, she stood him up on a date. 
he had tickets and she didn't want to go, so she asked somebody else. He asked somebody else to go. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? I, I wish I could remember. remember. I thought I thought he stood her up. That would make I more sense. I think that's what Poir says. She's still mad that you stood her up. Yeah, and then this, and then okay, yeah, and then he he had some excuse for it. Baseball tickets, and yeah. then he brought a different girl. Yeah. She didn't want to go. Oh, romantic Oof. drama. <laughs> <laughs> Screwed that up. Way to go, Yamcha. Corin <laughs> uh, wants them all to train. Uh, you don't have to tell Yamcha twice. He's definitely on board. Oh, he's with on board. Uh, back on Snake Way, and Goku is still running. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Spoiler. Uh, back with Gohan in his cave, and those eyes belong to a dinosaur. A dinosaur. A dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same dino that Gohan wakes up next to the next day, uh, yep. which is kind of funny. It scares Gohan, but he... He can't leave the sword behind, so he's got to go back into that cave to get it. Yep. It turns out, though, that that dino is severely injured with that stick in its side. It's like, that's a branch. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> and not, it's in that's there. Not that's not good. Uh, Gohan helps him out by pulling it out and bandaging it up the same way that uh, he was taught by Goku. Yep. He found a giant leaf to a do it with. A giant leaf. So great. I mean, using those skills. Good job, Gohan. Uh, Gohan feeds the dino and cares for him as he heals. Um, and our unfriendly T-Rex, uh, he's nearby, and that can't be good, right? That definitely can't be good. That cannot be good. Uh, Gohan wants to keep his new dino friend as a pet. I love his little fantasy that he has about that. He's very excited. I love how it's uh, drawn like in kids' uh, yeah, crayon stuff. I think definitely. that's pretty darn fun. He notices that he has become beefy in his words. That's what he says. He says, beefy. Beefy. <laughs> and then he jumps hundreds of feet to the forest floor because he has got to try it sometime. Got to try it sometime. <laughs> and he lands it. Way to go, dude. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> he lands it. Looks like it wasn't exactly pain-free, but he lands it. Yeah, he lands it. <laughs> so after that, naturally, it's time to uh, test his strength out, so he's going to punch a boulder. Doesn't break the boulder at first, and so Gohan's a bit disappointed because his dad would have turned that boulder into rubble at, yeah. at his age. Uh, so he uh, he starts to walk away, right? But it starts to crack anyway. Crack. Good job, Gohan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gohan returns to his friend, his friendly little dinosaur, and he's getting uh, brutally eaten. Just brutally yeah, eaten. <laughs> brutally. Brutally beaten and eaten. Uh, well, Gohan can't stand for that, so he's going to try his best, and ultimately Gohan gets knocked out. Um, it was a fun bit of action. Uh, the He really went for it. He, he was just he didn't care about what was going on. He definitely went for it, but it yeah. seemed like he was a little bit, I think, easily defeated. Easily he's defeated. pretty unexperienced still, but I would think that he would be able to hold his own maybe a little bit more than just a quick knock on the head and being out. Yeah, he's That's never weird. swung a sword before. You know, Piccolo just made this for him. True, but. very true, very, very true. Uh, and because Gohan's knocked out, uh, his new dino pal gets eaten by that T-Rex. So, poor guy. Cleaned yes. just to the bone. That's <laughs> very brutal. And Gohan wakes up the next day to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so Gohan learns that uh, some things are out of his control and that survival of the fittest is a real thing. Definitely. That's what he learned out of that. Like, okay, I guess I got to move on with my life, even <laughs> though my friend died, was brutally eaten to death. Yep. What a way to die. What a way to die. <laughs> uh, Gohan wakes up the next day and it's time for breakfast. He has completely changed into a new kid at this point. He has completely, he's completed his transformation into oh, yeah. this new Gohan. He's running, jumping, sliding down the mountain. Uh, he easily gets his fill of berries after punching the tree, right? Or does he kick <laughs> yeah. the tree? He punches the tree. Punches the tree. Punches the tree. Easily gets his fill of, berry, fill of berries. And our not-so-friendly T-Rex shows up again, and Gohan greets him. Hey, nice morning, isn't it? 
you look hungry. <laughs> so definite change definite. in attitude towards yeah. the toward and we don't really know how much time has passed between his friend being eaten to death and uh in this day. I would assume it's not I would assume it's not too long. It's no. within four or five months. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. I'm almost uh, five now. <laughs> I'm almost five now, buddy. Uh, and of course the chase is on, but this time Gohan seems completely in control. Oh yeah. Just completely in control. He dodges, he anticipates the attacks from the T-Rex. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be tail steak for breakfast. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Would you like some tail steak? No, thank you. No tail steak for you? (laughs) No tail steak. One giant cartoon slice of tail to put on a fire? I mean, they make it look kind (laughs) of delicious like they do in most cartoons, but no. It, it, it does look semi-delicious. Yeah. (laughs) And it's obvious, too, that this is not the first time that Gohan has had tail steak for breakfast. Obviously. His tail is very small. <laughs> you, won't, you won't have much of a tail left if you keep this up, Gohan <laughs> even says. Very small. Uh, and we also see that Gohan has gained the ability to use energy attacks without any training whatsoever. Which is cool. How do you it's just, pretty just sweet. figure out how to do it? Yeah. And starts the fire. I like that. Next, we get to see Vegeta, and he's getting awoken from his sleep because they're getting close to a planet named Arlia. And he gets woken up by, like, mist. Like, yeah. the computer's even like, here's your awake mist, Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> like, the calmest way to wake him up possible. Just a little uh, mist. Yeah, what do you think it smelled like? Like, lavender and lilacs? And <laughs> 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 it must have smelled good, at least, yeah. but it woke him up. Uh, Krillin, Bulma, and Yamcha are out looking for Tien uh, before they can go train with Kami. Uh, Vegeta wakes up Nappa. Nappa, are you awake? I thought we would make a stop and stretch our legs a bit. Planet Arlia is around here and maybe we can sell it. That sounds good. <laughs> so they go to Arlia, I guess. <laughs> just, I guess. Let's head on over there. I love how they think the place is a dump. They're just like, man, this place kind of sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they get caught by the residents of Arlia uh, riding giant bugs. Uh, well, they surrender. <laughs> it's an express trip to the leader, basically. Basically. So way to go, guys. Uh, next, we get to see Launch. We mentioned Launch in our last DBZ episode. Uh, it's a fun car chase for the episode. Uh, she kills a bunch of cops in it, you know? Yep. <laughs> just pulls out that RPG and just blasts them. Just blasts them. <laughs> the weirdest RPG ever. It, it definitely is. Plus, I love her moto unis- unicycle. Yeah. Well, what's not to love about that Seriously. thing? Seriously. <laughs> uh, she got away with the money, and she's going to use it on TN. She loves TN. I guess. I guess, right? She Certainly. Pre- I did a little bit of research into it, and she is apparently obsessed with Tien and in love with him, and Tien has very little interest in her. Very little interest. Very little interest in her, because I bet Tien and Chaozu might be a little bit more than friends. <laughs> yeah. Because Chaozu's an adult. He's not a child. He's, yeah. a, he's an adult. But yeah. Who knows, Tien? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's enjoying. Maybe he's enjoying June. Who knows? Uh, back at uh, Arlia, and Nappa and Vegeta have arrived at the capital. Um, Arlians, 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 however you want to say that, uh, they love swords. They love them swords. They really do. Uh, DBZ early on is very sword heavy. Very sword heavy. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Do you think people like just needed a tangible weapon to like take it more seriously? Basically. And they never have anyone who's good at martial arts have a gun, you know, Mm-mm. that's only for earthlings and whatever. So. Yeah. If you have a gun in Dragon Ball Z, you're going to get your butt kicked. You're going to get Every your butt time, kicked. Every time, right? Because everybody in the Z fighters are bulletproof. Yeah. They can catch your bullets. They, can, they throw them at you. They can catch your bullets. <laughs> <laughs> they can do it. No doubt about that. Nappa and Vegeta allow themselves to be imprisoned. Why do you think they decided to go as far as allowing themselves to be imprisoned? Why not, as soon as they get there, just wreck up the place? 
I don't know. Just they're so confident that they're going to destroy these guys in whatever fashion they want. They're just like bored. Just, let's have some fun. <laughs> I bet you that's that's a reasonable explanation. Let's see what they got. Maybe they're looking for a bug. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were hoping for a meal. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, in that prison cell, we do learn about Limlia and Atlas. Or uh, no, it's, yeah, it's no. What do they call him? What do they? It's not Atlas. What do they call him? What do they call him? I forget the dude at the way in. Yeah, they say his name. Atla. 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 We learn about Limlia and Atla. Um, it's a lovely stolen love B plot, right? A yeah. little uh, B plot action. Give it a little <laughs> something or other. It's, there. Li- it's something. It is something. <laughs> something. <laughs> and they share matching gold bracelets. How sweet. How sweet. Good job. Um, we get to see a little bit of a fight in front of the king of Arlia, and, uh, and Gregor lost, and so he's going to get thrown in the pit because he lost that fight, and uh, a giant, really big bug person from Arlia lives in that. His name is Yeti. 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 Uh, great. Yeti. He's just a really big bug person. Yeah. Do you think they have bug cocoons on this planet? They got I'm it, right? I guess there's a bug cocoon or two. <laughs> a bug cocoon or two. <laughs> I'm a little bummed we didn't get to see one. But. We should have. That would have been better. Should've I would have been bug some cocoon. good bug cocoons. Uh, Vegeta and Nappa show up, and they are unescorted from the dungeon. So the king is like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, they killed all the guards, and uh, it's the king's turn now. So the king sends his best warriors to take on the two Saiyans to very little effect. Very little effect. Right? They just try sword. No, it's the one dude at the beginning, and Vegeta just blows his head off. With two <laughs> yeah, finger yeah. energy blasts. Yeah. Pew, pew. He's dead. So that guy got his head blown off. Um, and then Nappa says, you say it. I want you to say it. I guess that makes you the new champion, Vegeta. <laughs> then you can say the next one, too. Come on, your highnessness. Bring us your cricket brigade. <laughs> Come on, Nappa. You're the best. <laughs> I love me some Nappa, really. Like, Nappa is great comic relief. He is. <laughs> really, How really. does eternal life sound? That's my favorite. <laughs> Live forever? <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> no structure to that at all. Just like, sure, I'll keep destroying planets for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. That's all he wants to do, and he's happy to do it. He's, he's happy just a, to do it. He's just a working stiff. He's a working stiff. <laughs> uh, the king reveals that his cricket brigade, they have energy techniques as well. Um, doesn't matter, though. Nappa and Vegeta easily withstand the attacks uh, from the warriors, and they shoot it out of their mouths, I guess. Mouth shots. Why not? Yep, yep. Uh, Nappa just vaporizes them. Vaporizes he them. He just charges up his energy, stands there, and screams. which As they watch. Well, yep, yeah, and that's a... Fairly common theme. Fairly common theme. Yeah. I do like that they have really limited it now in the later parts of the series, and especially in Super, they really limit the screaming. Yeah. But in the middle of DBZ, there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of screaming. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of screaming. And eventually they're powerful enough that if they are like ascending to some new form, yeah. you, you there's nothing you can do to stop it, no, basically. basically. So, but it, yeah, at this point, it's like not one Arlian bug threw a sword in his back there. I don't know. I least, mean, Vegeta would have blasted his face off anyway, yeah. but still. None of them even tried. You so it's like, yeah. this is scary but cool <laughs> that's what that's it is a... they just thought it was really cool so <laughs> yeah. i want to watch that <laughs> Maybe i can learn to do this uh with all everybody i don't know why i didn't va- vaporize everybody in their coliseum but uh the king uh released he says release yeti hurry before it's too late uh yeti destroy these creatures they're bad very bad we're bad 
a little. <laughs> <laughs> the best line of the series. A so little. A little. <laughs> Vegeta's just like, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a cool fight. I do like Yeti's, like, uh, his energy attacks, the the red beam that he shoots that is just basically uh, knocking everything down. Yeah. I want to know, though, how Nappa rips off Yeti's finger. The, the physics of it, like, he's obviously strong enough to do it. Right. But Yeti right. is trying to, like, punch at him, and yeah, uh, Nappa's trying to pull, like, Maybe Yeti's pulling his hand away at that time. Yeah. It just seems weird it to me. It seems weird. Any way you do it, Nappa gets some like bug juice on his face and he tastes it. He tastes it. Great. That is for sure. That's the weirdest part of these six episodes. So. It is one of the weirder parts, isn't yeah. it? Yum. Delicious. Mm, yum. <laughs> Who knows what that could do to you? Right. And then Nappa just basically turns around and blasts Yeti yep. and vaporizes him completely. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and then Vegeta kills the king. Kind of weirdly, if you ask me. Yeah. Like, he uses his mind to, like, throw some rocks at him that happen to be green. And then the king, like, falls across his throne. And then, like, half the throne falls on his head. And then he's dead? Yeah. And then he's dead. Seems very un-Vegeta. It just seems like, just seems like there should have been one more, like, Vegeta going over there and ripping his arms off. And something. then blasting his head off yeah. or something. But there wasn't. Well, he already knew what he was planning to do here in a little bit. And, it's very possible. Vegeta does call the pods back over, and uh, uh, Atla heralds Vegeta and Nappa as heroes for freeing the people of Aurelia. Arlia. Arlia. I'm going to say that wrong for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and Vegeta and Nappa could literally care. They could not care any less. No, they they're could like, not. Great. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> and then as they're leaving, Atla says, farewell, my friends. You will always be welcomed here on Arlia. <laughs> <laughs> and the Saiyans leave in their pods because that's all they really care about. Yeah. Uh, not before though. Oh, we get to see Atla and Limlia's reunion, right? They love each other so much. So much. They're it's literally, so sweet. they're literally about to like embrace, and then Vegeta destroys the whole planet. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just destroys, destroys it. Destroys the whole planet. This planet has a serious bug problem. <laughs> Zappy. <laughs> That's a great line too. Uh, Vegeta and Nappa continue their trip to Earth and hopefully get the Dragon Balls immortality. Sign me up, <laughs> right? Um, so I gotta, I gotta ask. I did talk about this a little bit with you before. Is Vegeta's ability to destroy a planet outside of what his power range should be at this point? It kind of seems like it. Yeah, it seems like he shouldn't be that powerful yet. But I guess we'll get back to that when he first fights Goku. Because yeah. I think we'll get more of a. He'll at least read Goku's power level. We know they're about even-ish. Yeah. So then we'll decide then for sure but it does seem like a little out of the scope of abilities for him right now it does and piccolo does destroy the moon i mean that's definitely a much smaller object than the whole planet of arlia true but, i didn't think about that though. but still like it still seems out of piccolo's scope although he does demonstrate in this next episode that he can potentially like cause the earth to split in half yeah that's <laughs> so, true too i don't know it just seems like Later on in the series, like looking at this from having watched the whole series, like they weren't powerful enough at certain parts later on to do things that I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it might be a little bit out of their scope. You'd have but to imagine then that they're always holding themselves back right. in every fight, right? Because if he had the ability this early to just easily destroy the planet, how does he like 
restrain himself from doing that in the future, just from a normal energy blast or something. Yeah, as soon as you got, like, behind in the fight, you just be like, zap, yeah, destroy I'm the planet. I'm going to do it enough to hurt you, but not destroy the planet. <laughs> I don't know, it's too much thinking, that's an that mess is... with your techniques. And... <laughs> no. There is a little bit of, like, nobility among the Saiyans, right? Like, not overfighting your opponent to make it competitive, True. True. competitive but still. It still feels like it should be out of his scope at this point. Agreed. Any way you look at it, though, Arlia is gone. It's, <laughs> it's gone. See you later, Arlia. No more bug gun. <laughs> no more bug gun. So next, we see Gohan sleeping on the ground again. And that's all this kid does. That's <laughs> all this kid does, sleep on the ground and pee. Yeah, he didn't pee this time, He didn't though. pee this time. At, at least he didn't pee this time. Um, he's having dreams of his father and about his attack on uh, Raditz. Um, but it's time to get some breakfast. Uh, Goku is still on Snake Way, and he's got to find King Kai. Got to find King Kai. Got to find King Kai. <laughs> Krillin and Bulma are still looking for Tien, and we see Tien training, uh, withstanding the force of the water. That's training. I guess. Using his mind <laughs> to stop and control the water. I mean, yeah, That's training. That's some training. Um, lots of telepathic stuff goes on in this first season. Definitely. Yeah. They still definitely like use those things like later on, but it's very heavy on like mind control stuff. It seems like. Right yeah. Now. Which uh, great, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really make a difference. It just is noticeable to me now. I yeah. Just, it's just very noticeable. Um, oh, and then finally launch firing her gun into the air, which is something that she loves to do. Says it's lunchtime. Launch said it's lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a real spread. She hired all these cooks and everything, right? Uh, it's all with the ill-gotten gains, though, and Tien doesn't seem to be too happy about that. No. Um, we also learned that Goku is Tien's main competition. And if you had watched Dragon Ball, you would know that they were, like, main enemies for much of the series. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, that is why Tien trains. He doesn't know anything of what's going on with Goku or the impending doom of the Saiyans coming in one year. He just knows that he wants to beat Goku. Yep. So it's a very similar. He was Vegeta before Vegeta was Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least in this story. Right. <laughs> uh, Launch wants Tien to rob some banks with her because they'd be unstoppable. <laughs> but Tien is very, very. Small. He has no interest in it. Basically, he he wants to be a good dude, right? That's that's all he wants to do. I'm gonna be yes. a good guy. Uh, we see Goku on Snake Way, and he runs into the Snake Way sweeper because King Yama likes to keep it clean up there, <laughs> or down there, I should say. Yeah. Uh, we learn from the sweeper dude that Goku is only a quarter of the way there, and that's very defeating to Goku. He can't believe that he's only made it a quarter of the way. So sweeper dude ends up being Goku's Felcor and is going to give him a ride all the way to the halfway point, which 5,000 miles is better than no thousand miles. That is very, <laughs> yes, I agree. Should cut down on the time at least. Uh, Piccolo is training and his uh, next training involves lifting the pyramids. Yeah. Let's lift some pyramids up. And this is another uh, point to why DBZ might take place in the distant future. Yeah. Because nobody cares. Nobody cares. There's no people around being like, what are you doing to our the pyramids of yeah. ancient Egypt? And that was something we talked about, too, is it's almost desolate everywhere. Everywhere. That isn't just your normal, the populated city area that yeah. they live by. It's like everywhere on planet Earth, there's no indigenous people anywhere, just dinos and right. random ass prehistoric. And if you do animals. see somebody out in the wilderness, they're like by themselves. Yeah, 100%. There's nobody around and they completely live off the land by themselves. Totally off the grid. And plus the topography of Earth is drastically different than ours with the weird pillars and stuff like that. Yeah. So 
whatever we did to destroy ourselves, it was cataclysmic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it completely changed the way everything uh, works in the world, basically. Yeah. Um, and then to another point, like if we are to believe that Gohan was in basically an ancient Egyptian ruins in a previous episode, and now yeah. Piccolo is levitating pyramids, does Dragon Ball Z take place in what was once Africa? Yeah, definitely confusing. Or is this just where Piccolo goes to train? Right. So if he can fly as fast as he does, it shouldn't take him too long to get from where we would consider to be Japan to over to Africa. True. It should be fairly quick, but still, like, it makes it feel like at least where Piccolo is stationed is Africa. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely drastically different, so I'm sticking with it. Distant future, Distant Dragon future. Ball <laughs> uh, Gohan has made great progress even further in his training and is no longer the prey in the wilderness. I love that he now chases the T-Rex. Yes. It's wonderful. Uh, Tien is st- still working on that waterfall. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. It's cool. Um, Piccolo is still lifting up pyramids <laughs> <laughs> and destroying the earth crust, Earth's crust in the process, causing giant fissures, crumbling the pyramids. That's then Piccolo literally goes, "That's not good," <laughs> and then flies out of there. He's like, "I'm out of here." He's out of here. This wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Uh, Piccolo is having a hard time controlling his power. At least that's what he says. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say so, right? I mean, Earth is crumbling before his feet, Definitely. underneath his feet. Um, and it's even affecting things miles and miles and miles away, like Gohan falling into a bottomless crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. And is that the end of Gohan? No, it's not the end of Gohan, no. but he certainly fell for a while there. Uh, and Tian has to save Launch because the waterfall is collapsing and water is shooting out everywhere now because of what Piccolo... Uh, Piccolo. Piccolo. That's, that's, uh, that's not how you say his name. Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he trained on stopping that water with his brain. Yeah. <laughs> and that power spike from Tian pr- uh, protecting Launch allows Bulma to locate them finally on her modified scouter. So that's good. That is good. <laughs> Gohan barely escapes the crevasse as the tectonic plates come back together. Uh, Launch sneezes and switches personalities, and she plans on going back to Turtle House at this point. So yeah. obviously the two different versions of Launch have completely different ideas of what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. Um, and that's very fine with Tien. He's like, okay, great. I get to finally do some training. Yeah. <laughs> Thank get the goodness. Heck out of here. Um, she's not really welcome there in her other form, it seems. So, no. like, what's her deal? I like, don't know. What is her deal? Why does she love Tien so much? Yeah, why is she under this misconception that he's interested? He yeah. never shows her <laughs> any no. interest. It's almost like she won't, like, her per- her personality doesn't allow her to take no for an answer. Yeah. Which is, you're going to get me too there, uh, Monch. That's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Launch finds a field of flowers and rolls around in them because that's what you do, right? And yeah. it causes her to sneeze and she transforms back into her more rambunctious, rambunctious form. Uh, she ends up right back at that waterfall. You won't get away from me. Just firing <laughs> those guns in the yeah. air. <laughs> Absolutely love that. <laughs> Uh, Balma and Krillin show up in their air car and Launch is once again firing guns at stuff to start to shoot it as questions later. Um, Balma and Krillin tell Tien about Goku and he's on, Tien is instantly on board. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you guys save the day. Let's go train. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, back on Snake Way and guess what? 
Goku is going to hell. He's going to hell. <laughs> I love how this uh, episode ends where he's un unknown. He doesn't know where he's at at this point. Right. And he's just kind of following his nose to what is delicious fruit of some kind, golden peaches. Yeah. That's about all I can think of it. And then he uh, gets smacked on the head. And I love the way that this episode ends. Goku goes off the beaten path and gets beaten. But by who? <laughs> Roll credit. Roll credit. <laughs> uh, the cliffhangers. The cliffhangers. So, final opinions on these uh, episodes that we did today, Trav? You know, when I watched them in succession, I thought this was going to be kind of a weaker watch. But when you watch these six, they're pretty good episodes. They're pretty fun. There's yeah. some humor in them. You get some character building. We find out who Yamcha is, mm-hmm. TN, and all. At least if you haven't watched Dragon Ball, you're seeing these people for the first time. Yeah. So. Um, and obviously the humor with him on Snake Way, but you get a little bit of the Dragon Ball Z fatigue that you always get like, how the hell is he still not there? And right. then he's only a quarter of the way right. and then he drives a halfway and yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, it takes six more episodes before he gets to the end of Snake Way. But I, I love it. It's Dragon Ball Z. I, I can't really complain too much. What about you? No, I can't complain either. And, uh, these episodes are as close to what you would consider like slice of life episodes that you yeah. get from Dragon Ball. They're not like traditionally like true slice of life episodes because like the action wouldn't happen if they were. Right. But it's as close as Dragon Ball Z gets to it. And I like that. I like that uh, form of anime. I like those movies. Like Studio Ghibli stuff is like all slice of life, basically. You yeah. Know? And uh, that stuff's fun. It's fun to see like how these characters kind of live outside of the extreme action and peril that they get put into almost every episode. You know. Yeah. So I appreciate these episodes. Are they as exciting as I like them to be when I watch Dragon Ball Z? No. Yeah. But uh, they're still good. I yeah, still enjoy still them. Good. They're still fun. They're still worth watching, and you get a lot of the story that helps you piece everything together later on and helps you understand who these characters are so i appreciate that at least six episodes for sure and we got a strong six coming up next yeah absolutely i can't wait for it um so i'm gonna assume you liked it i liked it (laughs) i (laughs) I did like it (laughs) i liked it too so why don't we move on over to that uh, homework assignment let's do it so we are doing 1987's the running man boom back to the uh, bread and butter of the show, something I have not seen. So this will be homework for me. True homework. And you're going to love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bought it months ago nice. in preparation for this. Nice. This one was directed by Paul Michael Glazer, screenplay by Stephen E. De Souza, based on The Running Man by Stephen King as nice. Richard Bachman. He did it under a pen name. Um, produced by George uh, Linder and Tim Zinnerman. 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 Z-I-N-N-E-M-A-N-N. That's a lot of N's. Zinnerman. 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 Tim Zinnerman. I got it right for you, Tim. I know you're a listener. <laughs> uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yay. Yay. As Captain Benjamin Ben Richards. Richard Dawson. Gotta love you some Richard Dawson. Oh, yeah. Uh, as Damien Killian. That's quite the name. Demon Killer, right? Demon Killer. Damien Killian. Damon Killian. Damon Killian. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso as Amber Mendez. Jesse Ventura, I ain't got time to bleed. Bloom. <laughs> as William Bond. Uh, Jim Brown as Fireball. So there's a connection between Mars Attacks and this movie. A little yep. Jim Brown action. There we go. Erlen Van Lidith. 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 There's not enough vowels in that name. <laughs> as Dynamo. Uh, Marvin J. McIntyre as Harold Weiss, and Gus Rathwish as Eddie Buzzsawatowski. Uh, Professor Toro Tanaka as Professor 
Sub Zero, Mick Fleetwood as Mick, so that that's Mick Fleetwood, from <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, and Dweezil Zappa as Stevie, and that is uh, Frank Zappa's son, Dweezil. If you're a child of the '90s, you should know who Dweezil Zappa is because he was in all types of stuff on TV, on MTV, all that stuff. Music by Harold Faltermeyer. Produ- uh, the production companies were Brave World Productions and Taft Entertainment Pictures. Distributed by TriStar Picture- Pictures. Its release date was November 13th, 1987 in the United States. Its budget was $27 million. Its box office was $38.1 million. That is $101.7 million in 2023. Good job. Like, whoa. Yeah. I'll take that out of a mindless action movie. <laughs> For sure. So I'm really excited to uh, get to this. It's a childhood favorite movie of mine. It's just, um, I love this movie. I think this is like way back when we were first starting one of the first movies you suggested we have to get to Running Man at some point. It's uh, it's uh, American Gladiators with death. Nice. I can't wait. Death. It's great. It's uh, totalitarian governments it's set in the future there's lasers and electricity and death Death. (laughs) Death. (laughs) gotta love it gotta love it sounds awesome trav will you hit me with those emails let's get to the emails so our first email is kind of like an email we got a while ago we had someone ask us what movie deserves like the reboot sequel treatment and this one's close the bearded man lives on wants to know what is a bad movie that you'd like to see get a remake a bad movie to get a remake. <laughs> Give it another shot. A different director, a different I'm, crew of actors. Bad. You know what? It was widely considered to be a bad movie, and I kind of like it. It's not great, but Kevin Costner's Waterworld, if you could do, because it was at the time like one of the biggest budget movies ever made. Sure. If you could do that again with modern actors and like really flush out that, flesh out that idea with yeah one of the largest budgets you could even think of possible, I think it would be absolutely epic. Yeah. It's a movie that I like enough as it is, but it's not that great. (laughs) So, uh, but I think Waterworld would be my answer. And that's 80s, 90s? 90s. 90s. Probably 96, 95, right in that sweet spot, you know? Nice, nice. Um, I wrote Double Dragon. Oh, yeah. That movie's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. One that I watched way too many times as a kid, but rewatched somewhat recently. I was like, wow, this movie is bad. And they've given Mortal Kombat another shot, and I like the remake of that. Yeah. They tried with Street Fighter, and I don't think it worked, but they should again. Yes. But, uh, I mean, martial arts and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm down for a Double Dragon remake. Heck, yeah. I'm... Could you work that into the Super Mario Brothers universe that has now been established? That'd be cool. You could work it in, right? That'd be cool. They just do a whole Nintendo universe or something. Yeah. Would you like it to be animated or would you like it to be live action? I'd like it to be live Live action. Live action. Yeah. I'd like to see that, Trav. I think that would be great. Yeah. There's potential there. There is potential. Uh, Next email comes from Conventional Elemental. Wants to know if we could control any element, what would it be? Fire. Fire! Fire! I think it comes to being able to produce it as well. Fire, yeah. Fire's the obvious fire's answer. Fire's the obvious like, answer. For sure. For sure. We'll be doing fire. But if it's not producing, I picked water. Water? I... Because then I wouldn't have to be deathly afraid of the ocean or anything. Oh, like I like it. So if you can produce it, it's fire. If you can only control it, I think I'd choose earth. Okay, that's pretty sick, too. I think too. I would choose Earth, because then you could, like, create stuff. You could create stuff, raise land. Yeah. Like, if you're stuck in the water, you just raise just the bottom. Raise land up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like your neighbors? Just raise your house up. <laughs> just raise the house up. Can't afford a fence? Just raise the, <laughs> the landscape. Just raise up the house. Oh, that's pretty awesome. 
Uh, next one's from Jackie Lee's Bruce Chan wants to know our favorite martial arts weapon. Favorite martial arts like, weapon. Like if, if you could be insanely skilled with any martial arts weapon, what would you pick? I choose bow staff because it looks cool as hell. It does look <laughs> cool as hell, and it looks so cool that that's what I pick too. Because bow staffs, the oh, we're not gonna we're gonna try not to swear. I almost said something. Bow staff is the shiz. We'll say that. But I love me the bow staff, uh, and you know Dwight in the office with the bow staff. Yeah. We got Donatello with the bow staff. Yeah. We got. They use it in uh, the Mortal Kombat TV show they did, and I love that. I just love me some bow staff. You know, it's it's cooler than just chopping someone in half. For yeah. Me, you know, like maybe a sword's more practical <laughs> <laughs> to save your life, but you, but it, you don't look nearly as cool as you do with a bow staff. You'll never look as cool as yeah. you do with a bow staff. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, my last one here is just a question from me to Drew. If you could have anyone's move set from Dragon Ball Z from top to bottom, who would it be? Move set from top to bottom. Move set from top to so we've bottom. We've talked about our favorite technique in yeah. the last Dragon Ball Z and our favorite characters, but if you could have anyone's group of moves, who would it be? So I'm going to choose a villain, Okay. and I'm going to go with Frieza. Because of the multiple transformations that he can do, like and his uh, like subdued, like he's so super powerful that he just doesn't have to try very hard. True, you know. I mean, ultimately, he's not as powerful as Goku. Yeah, but yeah. He, but I think his move set. I like how like elegant and cool it is. You know, and how like he's just like, ha, ha, I'm gonna it, kill you. He definitely has his very own distinct moves yes. too. Last where Goku shares some move. A lot of the Z fighters share some moves they with do. each other and stuff. So yeah, I like that. Now that you say that, Cell is probably a great option because he has everybody's moves, but that's cheating. No Cell, no Cell. uh, Even though he's a main, I picked Goku. Basically because of instant transmission. Oh, that is. That's not only super useful, but it's badass. I'm sorry. And then he's got all the cool, you know, Kamehameha, Kaoken, all sorts of stuff like that. I did put honorable mention as Piccolo because he can regenerate his body parts. He does. Which is also pretty cool. And he only needs water to survive. That's it. I forgot about that. So, he only needs water to survive. And the sun, right? He can. Yeah. He needs the sun and the water. Or is it just the water? Water to survive probably needs daylight. Probably. Yeah. For some reason, I wanted to say that that's probably way wrong. So, never mind. <laughs> but that wraps up the show for us. Thanks for listening, as always. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, don't forget to tune in to the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z on the Overdue Homework Podcast. Mm-hmm.